2: Trust in himself is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom is kept safe. So many people today believe, and you may be here, and certainly there are some of you here this morning, who believe that you can trust your wisdom and understanding. You can live a successful life apart from God. You think you can absolutely do fine. I want to share with you this morning that you can't. This is not just for some people. You're trying to live your life independent from God it will not work
0: oftentimes when we encounter rough areas in our life our first question is why it's this very text Proverbs 3 5 that can give us much comfort Pastor Mark understands that it's hard to completely trust in a God that you can't see but when we do trust in him it draws us closer to him and our love for him will grow deeper because he's brought us through those times what do we put our trust in today Or during our times when their storms are rolling into our lives? Do we put our trust in a faithful God or earthly things that change with the direction of the wind? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 with our continuing study entitled, Trust and Enjoy God's Path.
2: Your for A number of years ago, my wife and myself, Linda, were traveling in the Yellowstone National Park. It was in the month of July, but it was still snow on the ground up there, believe it or not. We were on this little two-lane road, and we were just enjoying the curves and the scenery and whatever. And we turned on this road, and right smack in front of our car in this little two-lane road was this. A big moose, he was blocking the road. Needless to say, we stopped for a while until he decided to move along. That moose reminded me of something very much in our lives. You see, let me ask you a question. On Monday, tomorrow, you will be on the path that you're living, and you will turn a curve. What will be on your path? You see, life is really unknown to us. Now, many of you are going to say, well, I know exactly what will be there. It's been there the last week. It's always the same. No, it may not be. It may be, but it may not be. It may be very different. So when we turn that, on that path of life and, and we find a moose in front of us, that moose will have lots of different characteristics. How are you going to handle life? What are you going to do with it? You see, life is like that. And we're going to learn from Solomon this morning, basic truths to live life, no matter when we turn what's in front of us, how to be successful facing that moose of life. Now, the two verses we're going to look at, we're going to look at more than two, but definitely two, are the most commonly quoted verses in all the book of Proverbs. You can know them right now. You can say them. It's chapter three, verse five and six. But here's the key. Most of us can quote them right now, but not many of us live them. So we're going to go with that this morning. Let's look at it. Turn there, and there are three commands and one promise from God. There's three things that God says we need to do. If we'll do those three, there's a promise from God to us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding in all your ways, Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths or he will make your paths straight. Now, what we're going to do this morning, which is a little different, we're going to focus on four verbs. Quite often, when you do a Bible study, if you focus on a verb, it gives you the whole context of what we're really talking about. So, we're going to, contact, we're going to focus on four verbs this morning. So, we have three commands and one promise. Here's the first command Number one, do trust in God. Solomon says, trust in the Lord. What is trust? Well, Webster says it's a dependence on someone or something. It's a belief that something will happen or someone will act in a prescribed way. In the Hebrew, the word trust has a a little twist on that. And it means this. And I have it for you. To lean with full body. To rest the full weight upon. To be totally confident. You see... God never made us to live independent from Him. God made us to be dependent on Him. He has all knowledge. He knows exactly what's in front of us. And the Word says we're to trust in the Lord. Not Savior, but in the Lord. And what that really means is this. As I turn the path on my life on Monday... Whichever way Down that road only God knows what's there I don't know what's there Now if it's like last week It'll be fairly common in a lot of things But many things will be different Only God knows what's on that path Now the Bible says I'm to be able to lean on him It's like a pair of crutches If you've ever broken an ankle Or a leg When you left the doctor's office They gave you these two wooden sticks And you had to begin what? Learning to walk on those. And you wondered with that broken ankle, will these guys support me? And you found out they do. So let me ask you this morning. Have you ever heard anybody say this to you? Well, it's all right. You're a Christian. That's all right for you. I don't need a crutch in my life. Ever hear anybody say that to you? Sure. Well, you'll see this morning they're wrong. Because God designed us to always live dependent on him. So that word to trust means to just put my full weight on God. Now, how can I do that? When I got those pair of crutches and began to walk with them, I, I was a little tentative first. Can, can I really do this? And once I did it, then I learned I could do it okay. And if you, it's funny because you watch little kids that break their ankles or whatever. Before long, on the crutches, they're faster than you and I are on our feet. Because they got used to them. They can trust them. It's just like another pair of legs to them. Away they go. Well, that's the way the walk with God is. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, when I think about that, how can I trust God? How can I really put my full weight on him? Well, here's how. Two ways. First way is the Bible is filled with story after story after story after story of people who trusted God and their outcome and how they did it. I'm going to give you two homework assignments this week. Some of you you lack for things to do, and you you wonder what you can study. Let me give you two. Study Hebrews chapter 11, and when you go through Hebrews chapter 11, there'll be a ton of people that you'll be able to look at their life and go, Wow, look what they went through, and they were able to put their full weight on God. And second, study from like a Genesis chapter 40 to the end of Genesis, and you study the life of Joseph. But if you just think of the life of Joseph. Started as a young guy, thrown in a pit, sold as a slave, goes into Pharaoh's area in Egypt, rises up to the top, gets lied to about a relationship with one of the leader's wives, thrown into prison, there shares, rises to the top in prison. As he's there, God deals with him. He's supposed to be released. Somebody forgets him. Eventually, he comes out again, rises to the top again. All of this in the providence of God. Now, through that roller coaster, through every turn, Apply what we teach this morning. What are your emotions? What's your attitude when you turn the road of life and there's a moose in front of you? How are you going to handle it? Well, if it's a nice moose, it's okay. But if it's a big one and it's a little tough, it's hard. We'll talk about that later. So I can trust God because I know, first of all, this Bible tells me that his plan for me is good. That no matter what faces me when I turn on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or a year, from whatever is there, if I'm serving him, it's for a good purpose. He makes all things work together for good. I may not like the moose, but God's using it. So I can trust him. Second thing is, follow me. Here's your life. You start here as little Elise did this morning, little baby. Through life, through this whole stage, she'll go to whatever age. Now, my life, I'm, I've got more behind me than in front of me. Some of you with gray hair, exactly the same case. Some of you died here, I don't know, but it's true for you too. (laughs) Some of you know here, I can't really tell, I'm not sure. (laughs) But if you've been a Christian, you say, how can I know I can trust God? Watch this, just look in your past, can you trust God? Can you look at where you've been and what you, can you look where you came from? You can trust God. So I can trust God, a lot of hard places. I look back, and has God ever failed me? Not once. Have I failed him when I look back? <laughs> Let's not even go there this morning. But he's never failed me. So I can, I can know that I can trust him. I can put my full weight on him this morning. Now, Solomon doesn't end there. Look what he says. You're to trust him with what? With all Your heart. The heart is just our whole being. Say it with me. My whole being. Say it with me. My whole being. It's all of me. It's my body, soul, spirit, emotions, will, mind. Now, in the Hebrew, it means this. Trust with all your heart. It means this. To lean with the full body. To rest our total self on God. We are to be totally confident in God and the path of his life. So the first command is this. Trust God with every aspect of your life. We'll talk about that in a moment. Every aspect. Now we go to the second, second verb. The second verb says this. Lean not on your own understanding. That brings us to our second point. Don't lean on your own understanding. Now, understanding, right by that word, you can just write this. What does understanding mean? It means human Wisdom, Human wisdom. The word lean is very similar to the word trust. That's the verb. It means again to support or put your weight upon. So Solomon says, do lean on God. Get his wisdom. Don't lean on your own wisdom. Well, some of you are going to say, "Well, what does that mean? You mean when I come to, if I'm going to become a Christian, then I just take my a gun and blow my brains out and I become a zombie for God. I don't have to have any, any wisdom at all. I, I don't ever use my mental abilities. No, that's not at all what it means. What it means simply in life is this God has given us common sense, He's given us abilities of reason. If I go to a surgeon, I want a surgeon that studied in school, not one that copied the answers from somebody else. Don't you? I want somebody, when I walk in, he doesn't say, this is the first time we've ever done this. We'll see how it turns out. No, I want somebody to say, this is my 57th time of doing this, and they're all a success. I like it. Solomon isn't saying to us, when you become a Christian, just take your understanding and your wisdom and and just blow it off. No, what he says is this. Through these years of life, those of us that had that gray hair and dyed gray hair, we've learned a lot of things. There is absolute value to maturity. Like the book of James talks about that. The book of Timothy says, if you're going to pick an elder, if you're going to see who God has raising up, make sure the man is mature. He has some wisdom. The New Testament says to us, we're to study. So you don't take your brain and throw it out, but you do this. You realize, just by that verse, you put this. Our wisdom is limited. Our wisdom is limited. I don't have knowledge of what's coming down the road for me. I need God's help. Now, I have some wisdom. I have some direction. But I need God's help. And that means simply this. When you think about the crutch, that wooden crutch that holds me up, right by this part of that verse, you might want to write this in your Bible because it'll bring a memory back to you. Just write these two words. Rubber crutch. Put that in your mind. What's a rubber crutch look like? See, we used to say, that's as funny as a... Rubber crutch. Well, I tried to find a rubber crutch. You can't find any rubber crutches. Why not? Because a rubber crutch is what? It's useless. Can you imagine if I had two rubber crutches and I had a broken ankle? And the doctor says, here's his rubber crutch. Put your full weight on it. He's just looking for more money. (laughs) Because what am I going to do? So what Solomon is saying is, wisdom outside of God is like a rubber crutch. You ain't going nowhere. Don't lean upon it. Again, you don't take your brains out. You use the maturity. But in many cases, my wisdom is limited. Now, let me give you two rubber crutches this morning. Turn to Proverbs 28. Keep your finger there. We'll be back in a moment. Proverbs 28, verse 26. The first one, by the way, a rubber crutch will not work. Doesn't work. It's useless. The first one this morning is the rubber crutch of human understanding. It's the one we've been talking about. Proverbs 28, verse 26. Here's what Solomon says. He who trusts in who? In himself is a, is a what? Now, who said that? I didn't say that. You didn't say that. Who said it? God said it. So he says, he who trusts in himself is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom is kept safe. So many people today believe, and you may be here, and certainly there are some of you here this morning, who believe that you can trust your wisdom and understanding. You can live a successful life apart from God. You think you can absolutely do fine. I want to share with you this morning that you can't. This is not just for some people. If you're trying to live your life independent from God, it will not work. You say, well, I'm doing fine now. Really? Compared to what? You can't have peace. There isn't the joy of the Lord in you. You have no assurance of your outcome. And so we were never designed to do that. So many people think they're doing that. But the Bible says if if you're going to live your life, you know, I hear people say this. I'm a self-made man or woman. Can you imagine what that would look like? No, you're not. Every person is made in the image of God. So... Don't be here this morning and say, "I don't need that crutch kind of jazz. I can do life on myself." Fine, just put down there, rubber crutcher. That's who you are, and you're going to fall flat time and time and time again. Now to prove that, when you hear these people say to you, "I don't need God. I can direct my own life," when you hear them say that to you, here's the verse you want to give them. I have it for in the overhead. Just write down Jeremiah ten twenty three. Let's read it. Jeremiah 20, ten twenty three. Jeremiah says this. I know, I'm absolutely assured, oh Lord, that a man's life is not his own. See, some of you here this morning say, who are you kidding? I'm going to do my thing. It's my life. No, it isn't. God created you to worship him. It is not for a man to what? Direct his steps. That says you are not to live independent from God. But I am to put my full weight on God. I need his wisdom. I need his strength. I need his direction in my life. Now, I don't know what's best for me. Only God knows what's best for me. And remember, his plan for me is good. So when you look at that, you say, well, where does this independence come from? It comes from the Garden of Eden. Right at the start. Adam and Eve said this, I want to live independent from God. This self-sufficiency, this self-dependence have been the ruin of mankind ever since that day. It continues today in my life and yours. Now, what those people are saying is this. Sin, as its most simple, basic definition, is this. I did it my way. I did it. Thanks, Pastor Mark, but uh, nice service. Like the baby dedication, music was cool. It's rainy. No place else to go. Came here. But I don't believe at all what you've just said. I'm doing just fine my way, and I'm going to continue that path. I have a word for you this morning. It's a word from God. Take it gently. You know what you are? A fool? A fool? You see, that sin nature says, I don't want anything but else, nothing to do with God. I want to do my own thing. No, that's wrong. You can't do your own thing. It's just a life on rubber crutches. You cannot do it. In Proverbs 3, 7, you don't need to turn there. It says this, do not be wise in your own eyes. A sinner is nothing but a wisecracker. That's not somebody from North Georgia. They just are cocky. It's too bad you need a crutch because I can do life myself. You won't be saying that long because you will come to things in your road that you can not handle. The second rubber crutch I want to talk about. Turn to Proverbs eleven twenty eight. The second one is the rubber crutch of riches. The rubber crutch of riches. Solomon knew men. He knew himself. We'll talk about that in his downfall on Wednesday night. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. If you haven't been used to, come and join us. Proverbs eleven twenty eight 28 says this. Whoever trusts in riches will what? Fall. You're here this morning and you say, well, Pastor Mike, I don't a rubber crutch of riches. I mean, I have an education. I own a business. I work for this company. I'm at the, the company's doing better than ever before. I'm totally secure in my company. You've never heard of companies that go in and say, uh, We're going to buy another company and they buy you and now you're really going to get rich and they go, we don't need you anymore. Ever hear that? Happens all the time. So Solomon says, you can't put it in riches or possessions. I get this home, Pastor Mike. It's secure. It is not secure. It's a rubber crutch. In Isaiah, God says this. Listen, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. As heavens are higher than this earth, so are may what my ways higher than your thoughts. See, God doesn't have a mind like ours. He's all-knowing. He knows every bit of the future. He knows as you and I turn the road of life and whatever is down in front of us, there's going to be lots. He knows exactly what's there. So I need his wisdom and his insight. Every area, every day of my life. Point number three this morning, do acknowledge God. So let's review the three commands we did. Do trust in God. Don't lean to your understanding. The third one this morning is do acknowledge God. Now, the word knowledge is strange. It does not mean this. You hear people say, you say to them, do you believe in God? Sure, I acknowledge God. Hi, God, how are you this morning? I know there's a God. I'm not stupid. That's not what acknowledge means. It goes way deeper than that. The word knowledge in the Hebrew simply means this. You see it on the overhead. To know deeply and intimately. So acknowledge God simply means this. I'm to know God personally and to seek his will for my life. Now toward the end of the sermon teaching, I'm going to share with you one more rubber crutch, but let me put it in right here. That's that's hard to say to rubber clutch, (laughs) rubber crutch. Let me put it right here. This is a big rubber crutch. And you'll see it later. It's the rubber crutch of religion. See, many of you are here this morning from lots of different backgrounds and churches. And that's wonderful. In fact, I did a survey last night. It was kind of interesting. We went through and just asked kind of where you you have come from and what kind of church. Let's do it this morning for fun. We'll do it really quickly. How many come from a Baptist background? Let me see your hand. Just, Just look around. Okay, okay. How many from a Pentecostal background? Okay. Church of Christ. Presbyterian. Methodist, Church of God, Nazarene, Evangelical Free, good. Catholic, take a look. Now, see, all of those are nice religions. Calvary Chapel, from other places. There you are, see, you are. i was Assembly of God. Nice religion, but it isn't religion. Acknowledge is a personal relationship with God. That's what little evil this morning. You can't sprinkle and say, you're now saved. Go live your life however you want. No,
0: that's wrong. Are you ready for some homework? Pastor Mark asked us to read Hebrews chapter 11. It's called the Hall of Faith. It will show us several people who went through some pretty tough circumstances and yet put their full weight on God. And then turn to Genesis and read the last 10 chapters. You will learn about a man named Joseph. His life was full of valleys and mountaintops. You'll see that God was with him through his entire life.
3: Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com.
0: Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will ask us a very challenging question. Do you trust God and lean on Him 100%? Before you say yes, really think about every area of your life, your job, your children, your health, and your future. Can you give up control and say, God, you know my beginning and my end and everything in between. Lead me and I will follow. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Proverbs. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He has given Let us hear your lessons.